1: Happy Tuesday, everybody. ESPN 690, Action Sports, jacks. Not going to lie, I'm going to be super distracted for really the first segment here until Brent gets here. Brent's, by the way, we don't really know where Brent's at. He said he's on his way. You want to take a bet where he's at or where he's coming from? Golf. You think golf course? I'm going golf. Dentist appointment, maybe? Do they still have dentist appointments right now during COVID? Oh, yeah. Do they? You want to hear something really wild? You want to know the last time I had done disappointment?
2: Is it going to be aggressive?
1: It's going to be super aggressive. And maybe I shouldn't share it. You want to know the last time I had done disappointment? When? Senior year of high school. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Senior year of high school. When I had to get my permanent retainer in my bottom, uh, my bottom teeth. You know what the permanent retainer is all yeah, about? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, trying yeah. Like, you're you're just trying to comprehend how I'm yeah. managing my life. No, man, you know, I brush. And I, I use mouthwash. And I floss. Like, I don't have any cavities or anything. And, like, for the NFL, when we had our physicals, you know, every single year there was a dentist there that kind of just, like, gave us a once-over to make sure we're all good. And every single year I was good. So And that was, what, four years ago, five years ago. So I think from that time, too, I've been all right. So, yeah, man, it's not like I'm advocating don't go to the dentist because you definitely should. I just for whatever reason, never got around to it. It is what it is, man. Yeah, but, that's but, insane. Yeah, but with that being said, though, so yeah, I'm going to be distracted for the first segment here because, once again, and uh, if you guys have been listening in the past probably three or four weeks here, we've had an ant infestation um, in, in our studio here on the second floor, and I walk in today, and they have taken over my keyboard, they have taken over kind of the desk where I sit at, and they have taken over the window. So now, thanks to our... I guess you can call him our bullpen producer, Scott, who brought me this full can of uh, Raid, which, by, by the way, this is the big boy can. This isn't the small can, like, use with caution. This is encouraging you to kill whatever moves. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now with this can of Raid. And another downside to it is that it's lemon scented. And it smells like Pledge. I've said this before on the show. It smells like Pledge. And it reminds me of my grandma's house, that smell. So I'm literally spraying this stuff all over the place. If I even see something that moves, it's getting hit with at least, I don't know, a 20-second pull down of Raid. And needless to say, I'm getting a headache and I'm getting lightheaded, so that's not going to be good either. Hopefully we can open some windows up and things like that. We got a truck full show today for everybody out there listening. We got Josh Allen calling in at five o'clock. We got ESPN zone Jason Fitz calling, I think, the four o'clock hour Kuz, if I'm not mistaken. Calling at the four o'clock hour, We're gonna talk well all things NFL, and I'm sure he's gonna use this platform to gloat about his Las Vegas Raiders beating the Chiefs and we'll ask him, you know, are the Raiders really for real? Um Are the Chiefs mortal, if you will, or are the Chiefs still the lock to go to the Super Bowl on the AFC? We'll get into all that later today on the show. And also, we got to talk about this a little bit. This is kind of the biggest talking point uh, from what I think. And that's the coaching situation right now in Jacksonville, right, where we we, we talk about the Falcons, you know, making a move right now, going 0-4, unacceptable, right, or was it 0-5? I think 0-5, which is unacceptable, right? And... The crazy thing, I'm sorry, they're all in four right now. And the crazy thing about the Falcons is the fact that they're they are built to win, right? Like, if you go on that roster right now, like, they have talent. And they brought talent in this past season. Obviously, they they gave Dante Fowler a contract. Like, the goal of the Atlanta Falcons was to win right now. And when you break them down and we kind of had a preseason predictions and all that stuff, I mean, to me, the writing was on the wall. When you compete with the Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints, I mean, I think expectations had to be tapered a little bit of saying, hey, we're going to win a division. We're going to go to the playoffs. But obviously nobody saw them going 0-4 and right now. So what happens? They go 0-4. and GM's out. Dan Quinn is out. And they're, they're making moves, needless to say. And I think it's a testament right now of not going with the stat- status quo in terms of Atlanta Falcons. Now, we touched on this a little bit yesterday, but it, it begs the question. How long, and let's assume right now the Jaguars organization, let's assume that they keep on losing, right? Because they just lost to a winless Texans team. They got the Lions coming up. They got a bye week. They're playing the Texans again. But truth be told, they got, I mean, and listen, I think anything on their schedule right now um, is not in the Jaguars' favor, right? Like, we, we can sit here and say that the, the first quarter of the season was probably the easiest. But let's be honest. I mean, how many games realistically is this team winning? But all I know is the next four games. You get the Lions. You travel to L.A., which has always been kind of a um, a thorn in the Jaguars' side. Traveling to the West Coast, I should know about that. I was part of those thorns as well. You have Houston coming at home, and then you have the Green Bay Packers at Green Bay. In my opinion, probably a pretty hard schedule. So it begs the question: if we're sitting here talking right now, the Jaguars possibly, you know, winning maybe one game out of all those. So in the next four games, let's say they win one game. So now we're talking two and six, maybe one and seven. Um, Is it realistic to let the coaching staff go or let the GM go, or is it realistic just to make some kind of coaching decision regardless of what that is? And to answer that question wholeheartedly, I believe so. Now there's no, there's no blueprint. There's no structure of which you go about firing somebody, right? Like the Falcons obviously did it after, you know, week five after their fourth game. And they were fine with that. Now, as far as the advantages are concerned, I mean, there's no advantage there, right? Like, you can't talk to anybody. But at the same time, maybe you're setting a precedent to the players saying, listen, Quinn's gone. Yeah, maybe he got either the Super Bowl or whatever, helped out with that, but now he's gone. Because what we're doing right now is unacceptable. I think with the Jaguars team, it's a little different because let's be honest here. Regardless of what Doug Marone has told us, regardless of what Dave Caldwell told us where we gotta wait and see a little bit, I think expectations were pretty low for this Jaguars team this season. Now, yes, they, they may have fooled us a little bit week one against the Colts, right? All of a sudden you that game against the Colts and it's like, well, wait a second let's go ahead and boost his expectations a little bit because they just beat a Colts team who a lot of people had way in the division. Maybe this isn't the, the old Jacksonville Jaguars teams that we're accustomed to. Maybe this is something special. And then you go to week two, you travel to Tennessee, essentially the, the, the big brother of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars get beat, but you know what? They competed and literally maybe two or three plays away from winning that game. Out rushing the Tennessee Titans. Out tightening the Titans, if you will. And also you saw that game and it's like, well, you're one and one right now, but you know what? I feel good. I, I like the way Gardner Minshew played. I like this team right now. And then what happened in the past three games? It goes without saying. Dolphins, Bengals, Texans. All winless, all over 300 yards, um, at least in offense and all teams that you probably should have beat that you couldn't beat. So now we're back to, well, this is the status quo. This is what we expected the Jacksonville Jaguars to be. And we had two weeks where it was optimism, sunshine and rainbows, and now reality hits us in the face like a Mike Tyson overhook. And now we're sitting wondering, well, when is that next win going to come? Because it could be a while. So with that being said, it begs the question of if the expectations right now are where we think the Jaguars are, Is it right to fire the head coach You know, in the next couple weeks? Is it right to let the GM go, or do you let him go the entire season? And listen, I don't have the correct answer there. All I know is that if you were to make a change, whether it's week six, week seven, or later on in the year, that's going to be different. And I think what the Jacksonville Jaguars now need more than anything, it's to get out of this funk of just complacency. Like, you need some kind of spark. Like, yeah, sure, if you're Doug Marone, you can go at halftime and you can yell at your team or, you know, the following week, if you get beat by the Texans, you can go out and yell at your guys or ramp up practice a little bit and kind of do all these things that maybe um, aren't very characteristic of your coaching traits just to try to make a change. But to me, it's absolutely vital right now that you get the most out of your players and that you see a Jacksonville Jaguars team improve. Because right now, the way I look at this team, and maybe I was wrong to get my hopes up after beating the Colts. Maybe I was wrong to get kind of excited after they lost to the Tennessee Titans. And maybe I was wrong to think, you know what? This team, they they might make some noise in the playoffs. Like, I know it's only two weeks, but they're surprising me right now. Well, once again, now we're back down to reality. But the way I see this team crafted right now, you know, with the youngest roster in the NFL, the Jacksonville Jaguars are clay. They're, they're, they're literally – they're just out there in the universe, and they're waiting to be molded. They're waiting to be coached, and they're waiting to be shaped into what you want going forward. Okay, now you can make an argument and say, you know what? A lot of these guys on the roster probably aren't going to be here next year. And that could be a fair assessment, but guess what? It doesn't work like that in the NFL after one year. Regardless if Doug Marone lasts the season, if he gets fired at the end of the season, let's assume they bring a new regime in right off the get-go, Right. Well, that regime's goal is to win, okay? Matt Rule didn't go to Carolina and say, you know what? I'm going to need about four or five years to really implement what I want to do, and then we'll start winning. That's not what GMs want to hear, all right? That, 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 I mean, that's not what owners want to hear. Owners want to hear, I'm going to come in, I'm going to change things around, I'm going to build the culture, and I'm going to win. Simple as that. I don't think – I think very few owners – and, you know, very few GMs that they're involved in the hiring process actually listen to the coach and say, Yeah, we'll give you four or five years to build what you want. No, man, this is the NFL. This is the cutthroat business. This is the cutthroat business of all cutthroat businesses. And you got to win right away. So, with that being said, right now, when you have the youngest roster in the NFL, you got to come out and say, Listen, guys, maybe some of you won't be here next year, but guess what? A lot of you guys will be. So we need to see improvement. So if I'm Doug Marone right now, if I'm Todd Wash, I don't care what what it looks like on paper. All I need to see is improvement. Now, do I expect you to win six, seven games this season? Probably not. But what I need to see is improvement. So that way, if some miraculous miracle, you know, Doug Marone keeps his job or the next regime comes in, they at least have some confidence to say, you know what? We watched the film from last season. Yes, the main goal is to win. But you know what? We got some of these young guys here that we can work with. The last thing I want to see from this team right now is for them to win maybe three or four games, have a new regime come in, and they absolutely cut everybody on the roster. Because of that, that takes years. That takes two or three years to recover from, right? And the turnover in the NFL, it's one thing. But what I don't want to see happen is some of these players get cut, end up on different teams, and all of a sudden they're balling out. Right, I, I, I don't want to see Alan Lazard go to Green Bay and all of a sudden he's like Aaron Rodgers' best friend. All right, I want Alan Lazard in Jacksonville. I want all these players in Jacksonville. So I think that's got to be kind of the goal right now. Whether the coaches stay, whether they go, whether the GM is here, whatever the case may be, the goal right now has to get better week by week by week so you can truly have a proper evaluation of your talent and then see what you
0: got for the future. What's oh, up, Brent? I like it. Yeah, man. I got two questions about that. We'll take a break. Uh, and answer. come back and try to get some answers. Uh, yeah. How much do you have to keep Shad Khan accountable for what he has said going into this year and uh, coming out of last year when it comes to the coaching staff? And uh, another question about that as well. On the way, let's take a break. That's the quickest segment I've ever done. Action <laughs> Sports Jax on ESPN 690. What do you think? Should they make a move? Teams are making moves. And the bigger one for me is... I don't know if I buy into the do you have to get in line. You know, the Texans, the Falcons, are you behind schedule Mm -hmm. if you don't start making a move and you might make a move down the road? I I don't buy into that, but some people do. Is, Is that real? Does the search committee have to get started? We discuss it. That and a whole bunch more. I gotta tell you about that softball fight over the weekend too. Oh, I can't. Wait I was to thinking hear it. I yeah. forgot to tell you that. Yes, yeah. so I, I gotta w- ask you about a fight too. Okay. W- were you on the golf course?
1: No. Dang. Well, not dentist most appointment. recently. <laughs> <laughs> that disappointment. No.
0: Dang. I heard your dentist.
1: Okay. No, you weren't there either. No. Dang.
0: Okay. The. Uh... The dentist story, by the way, is ridiculous. Get to the dentist. Why? I'm good. I must say, I probably went about 12 years without going to. I know, i And then needed a whole bunch of work.
1: Oh, did you really? Yeah. See, I think I'm okay. Yeah. Because I feel like if you have a cavity, you know. Yeah, you'd know. Yeah,
0: I don't have any.
2: I don't know. They always tell me I have cavities, and then I don't feel anything, but they fix it.
0: Really? I had as much as a Maybe root canal, to too. I had to have a root oh, canal. I don't know what that not is, but bad, it sounds unpleasant. Not as bad as everybody says it was. It just I, sounds bad. That's it like really, surgery, right? Yeah, no, I tell you what. That needle is huge. Yeah, forget that, man. There's that no way. That needle is a big needle or that root canal. And anytime you had the phrase root canal,
1: that just sounds like trouble, man.
0: <laughs> All right. Jags talk on the way and more when we come back on ESPN 6.9 brent martineau they probably already have one cornholing austin lane (laughs) you're gonna have a call from pr in a little bit here action sports jacks on espn 690 it's gonna
1: take more than what we're doing right now it's gonna take 30 minutes more of stretching watching film weightlifting, um little bits that uh that add up in the long run and i know we're really close and i know that if we keep working hard and doing the right things good things will happen and um, I love the way this team battles, and I know we're going to stick together and losing stuff. It always is, um, but we're going to learn from it, and I know that
2: we're going to stick together through this.
0: Ah, that's a tough one. I wasn't listening. Uh, he's pounded the podium, which means he's probably not experienced. Uh, that would be correct. He's, it sounds like it's not a Jags guy. Justin I, is, Herbert. It's Herbert. That's what I was Let's thinking. Go. You weren't making it because you didn't say it. You didn't say it.
1: I gave you the clues. I got there just a little faster than you did. Sorry, man. I'm waiting for you to get there.
0: I was trying to wait for him yep. to get there. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, no. I got Could there. You know where I'm I was waiting. Going with it.
1: Were you, though? It's too bad. It's too bad. A little, little quicker to the draw. Yes, sir. Brent Martineau's got the shoes, but he can't make him dance. It's all right. <laughs>
0: Where do you come up with this stuff? Let's get My brain. Ryan in right now. <laughs> Ryan's been hanging on the line. Thanks for listening to Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. The topic is coaching changes. Would it do any good for the Jaguars to make a move here or there? Uh, how soon could that happen? Should that happen? Uh, what do you think, Ryan?
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. But the worst possible thing this team could do right now is fire Doug. Keep him until the end of the season and fire him at the end because the worst possible thing that could happen is you fire him, the team gets a spark, they get five to six wins, affects the draft position, keep them till the end, and we get a nice pick, and then we'll see what happens. There's two guys in the draft next year that are very good in Lawrence and Fields, but that's all i got to say. Thank you.
0: All right, Ryan. Appreciate I'm you Ryan. listening. Thanks for jumping in on that. Thanks for uh, hanging, too. Uh, the- Sounds like Ryan wants to take. That's a tank. Yeah. That's yeah. uh, the tankometer. Uh, it just went <laughs> boom, way over. Yeah. Uh, we need a tankometer on this show, I like but, that. uh, I get what he's saying, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of here's the thing on Doug. I don't think the Jags should make a move on Doug Marone right now. Uh, th- this makes no sense to make a move. You stuck with him and you kind of put him in this spot or he helped put himself in this spot because of the moves they made. And now you just see if he can. Figure it out. And the other part is not just on Doug, really, the most important part is there's no sign of this team kind of infighting, no sign of this team not playing hard. I mean, there was a sign, McCarthy's Cowboys weren't even playing hard two weeks ago. That, that was a topic in Dallas, mm-hmm. is the defense playing hard? And that's not the topic here. I thought the defense played extremely hard. I think this team is bought in. If you listen to them talk about Doug Marone, I think they're bought in. Uh, They have deficiencies, and and in the NFL, when you have deficiencies and weaknesses, when you get exploited, and when you get exploited, you usually lose, unless you play perfect football, and they played pretty good football in week one, pretty good football week two, and haven't played very good football since then, enough to win football games. So I don't see the move with Doug Marone right now. It just doesn't make much sense to me because it's not like he's lost the team. Nothing like outside of... In nothing like Atlanta's has happened. You yeah, know, but do pop- you think Dan Quinn lost the team, though? No, but that's why I said that. And I knew you were going to go there. And so that's why... How I, could you not? Well, well th- by the way, I don't know because I'm not there and I don't know if he lost the team a little bit. But, like, Bill O'Brien lost the team. Sure. Lost J.J. Watt. So, sure. bam, see you later. Uh, I think Atlanta... You've got to remember Atlanta was a little bit different, maybe not totally different than the Jags, but Dan Quinn was on his way to being fired last year. Then all of a sudden they saved the season. Well, they kind of got hot. They went 6-2. and They didn't really save the season, but Mm -hmm. they got hot down the stretch. It's like, okay, now we'll build off that, right? We we were miserable. We had injuries. We had this. We had this. We had this. Well, now we're 6-2 and down the stretch. We can turn that into something coming into 2020. Well, all they turned it into was more – laughter around the NFL for mm. blowing leads 2 weeks in a row that were enormous leads and becoming one of the laughing stocks of the NFL really a footnote or, or you know a punchline uh, in the NFL for a couple of weeks. So I think that ticked off Arthur Blanks. On top of that, he was already close to probably thinking that way last year. And now they start 0 and 5. And by the way, they're totally different situation because they're starting 0 and 5 with a guy that's making $40 million a year at quarterback. Mm-hmm. You cannot start 0 and 5 when your quarterback is making $40 million a year. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think it's a bit different situation. I don't know if he lost the team, uh, but I just think Doug and this team I think are totally different in that sense. I I don't get the sense they're not playing hard. I don't even think there's an inkling of that. There might three okay. weeks from now. There might.
1: So be. then I guess the next question is Ron Rivera. I mean, listen, I have a lot of respect for him, but like he got fired after twelve games. You talk about Jay Gruden last year, who mm-hmm. I think
0: had. I mean, I don't think he lost the locker room. You heard Chris Thompson saying we were sad yeah. to see him go. He was fired after five. Games. It seemed like they had a bunch of problems though, right? Then internally. Uh, yeah, kind of well, like this team did last year. Sure, but was that? I mean, that wasn't Jay Gruden's fault. Like they didn't get rid of Doug Marone because of Tom Coughlin. I I don't know. I well, don't, I don't know how much it was Jay Gruden's fault. Okay. Um, well, regardless. I mean, I'm just going off what Chris Thompson told us. Yeah, I got you. That's okay. One guy. Well, one guy. There was also but, New York Washington Post articles about the Washington Redskins. Internally.
2: Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. You
1: know? But uh, listen, I'm going off as one guy who obviously I think was a leader in that locker room, saying that they were sad to see Jay Gruden go. So I guess my point is, I mean. It's not unprecedented to
0: do this. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Listen, if they did it, I wouldn't be the most stunned guy in the world. I I wouldn't. They're trying to rescue the season. I'm just saying my opinion on it is they don't need to do that right now here in Jacksonville. I don't think that helps anything. Mm. Um, I don't know if keeping them helps anything, too. I think it was... uh, uh, Sean, maybe you called in yesterday and said that. And I kind of agree. Like, I don't know if it hurts you or helps you. What Ryan's saying is int- I don't think the owners thinking like that. Or maybe they are. Maybe there is this grand plan to kind of tank and kind of get the, one of those top picks, especially now the way they're positioned. Mm. Why fix anything? Why get a jump start? You know, why spark this in any such way with a change? Um, but then I kind of feel differently, man, about like Todd Wash. I like Todd a lot. Uh, Me, I, don't, do I. I don't think this is all Todd. I think he's been vilified around here for a while. I think uh, this defense, we question whether the scheme works, whether they have the bodies to make it work, whether they have enough talent to make it worth work. Sure, he's he's not void of blame. But I don't like just crucify uh, Todd Wash like a lot of the fan base does right now. And they want a scapegoat. And, and I get that from fans. I would maybe have already made a move with Wash yeah. just to jumpstart something. Like, that's what I would do, but that's coming from Doug. That's not coming from Shad Khan. Like, if I'm Doug, yeah. I may have made a move. Now, there's four games in a row now over 30 points. Your defense isn't really doing anything, it's not changing. It's kind of the same. It is what it is. And so. I would potentially think about that if I'm duck because I need to save my job.
1: <laughs> no, for sure. And
0: so a lot of times when you start seeing coordinators getting fired, it's a coach that's just grasping at anything to try to jumpstart something and change something. So I would not be surprised if, if that were to happen. Um, I'm not hearing that, by the way. I'm just saying yeah. I would – that would definitely not surprise me if they made a change because we've seen it before. We saw Nathaniel Hackett go when Gus was around. I think we saw it was Greg Olson even might have gone. I mean, there's been a litany of guys in season that have gone and changes that have been made.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, as a person and as a coach, when I had him, I had nothing but love for, for Todd Wash. I, I think he's a, he's a great human being. And I don't think it's necessarily making Todd Wash a scapegoat. It's people being fed up with a defense that is, you know, in in the bottom fifth, let's just say, of the NFL. like It's just not good. And sure, you, you can go ahead and blame Kaleas Campbell last year if you want to. You can blame A.J. Boyd. You can blame Ronnie Harrison. You can blame Josh Allen. You can blame Yannick Ngakwe last year if you really want to. But those guys are pretty good players, right? And you can only blame a player for so much, okay? And then this year, you get rid of those players, and it's worse than it was last year. So eventually, I understand. Players got to play, players got to perform, and I completely get that. But if it's constant seasons of a mediocre to horrible defense, well, then, I mean... Yeah, you got to play him something. Like, that, it, it, it's like, you'd be absolutely insane to think, well, it's okay. Like, I'm cool with this. I'm, I'm happy with this if you're a Jaguars fan. Because guess what? You shouldn't be. You should be absolutely irate at
0: it. Yeah. And I'm not, I, listen, I don't go after the, I think the lazy way out often is just say, okay, let's change a coach. Right. Mm. But I, I do agree with what you're saying. We've seen it too many times. Like, I've learned from almost my defending of whether it's quarterbacks or Coaches, whether it's Gus Bradley or somebody else, it's like, okay, it's not working. Like, it's just not working. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it's not working. Do I think they're the worst coach ever? I don't know. I don't think so. I think these guys probably know what they're doing. But it's not working. Look, Anthony Lynn's doing a nice job in, in L.A. But if I'm the ownership there, I'm starting to think, okay, we cannot win a close game. Like, we can't win a close game, yeah, and so does something yeah. change? Yeah, they're putting us in position. We're very competitive. That's something to be said for that, but they can't win. Like, is that but, a fair reason to no. be critical of Anthony Lynn? Maybe. Absolutely. No, because
1: – no. Did you watch that game last night? Like, I did watch it. Yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Dude, if you're a Chargers fan right now, like I understand, you guys got beat, but you left that game feeling pretty confident. Like you saw Justin Herbert take another stride forward. Keep in mind, this is what Justin Herbert's third or fourth game. Like that guy's gonna be
0: the future of LA. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think That's if you, good. and
1: I think if you, well, it's the, it's the most important. They blew piece of seventeen point team.
0: leads back to back weeks.
1: Though. Sure, and, and you got a banged up Bosa who got minimal reps. I'm like, listen, I understand right now every team in the NFL is banged up, but I think right now if you're trying to analyze Anthony Lynn, you're like, you know what? We're, we're at least we have, we're optimistic, right? I, mean, I think if you watch that game last night, you're a Chargers fan. You're, yeah, you obviously you, you let one go and you're ticked off about you're three that. Three and twelve, and your last you, fifteen
0: one score games.
1: Sure, but when you break it down how it went last night and the, the circumstances that happened, you're like, you know what? Things could be worse right now, and Justin Herbert's already making strides to be the franchise leader going forward. You're happy.
0: You can't do that in Jacksonville right now. Not even close. No, and that wasn't the expectation, unfortunately. And that's what brings me to Shad Khan a little bit, too. And I think, uh, listen, (laughs) you can't fire the owner. You're not firing the owner. So if you want that, well, that's the wrong... Tree to bark up, right? Because uh, unless he wants to sell the team. And his record's not good, and I understand it. I see it all the time on social media. The numbers getting close to 100 losses. It's worse than the Browns. I think that is a frustration around here. The Browns are good now. The Bills are good now. The Raiders, all of a sudden, are good now. Uh, the Rams, who have been historically bad, went to a Super Bowl a couple years ago. They look like they've turned around, although in a different city. But if you look at some of the worst records in the 2000s, it was the Rams that were right in the mix of the Bills, the Jags, the Raiders. And, and those teams right now are winning, mm-hmm. and the Jaguars are not. And they figured it out, whether it's right coach fit, quarterback fit, whatever fit. And and they're doing that. So that makes it even more frustrating. But what I would be critical of Shad Khan about right now, and this is why I think this question is at least valid, is because when we talked to Shad Khan in January after they kept the regime in place in Caldwell and Marone, his reasoning for that was I feel like we're closer to winning with these guys than starting over. Well, then all of a sudden, we know that the landscape of the team changed. They started trading guys away, traded Nick Foles and Calais Campbell and Yannick Ngakwe didn't work out and all these A.J. Boye traded away. Well, something pivoted there. We acknowledge that. We talked all spring about that. Mm -hmm. But you still said we feel like we're closer to winning with these guys uh, in place. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not happening. Mm -hmm. So that is a it's fair to raise this question when the ownership says, hey, we feel like we're closer to winning and now you're one and four, like again. And here we are again talking about top five draft picks. It's a very fair question, uh, to Doug Marone, to Todd Wash, to Dave Caldwell, to everyone else. I mean, what is he going to do? And Shotcon has been very unpredictable. And I just will tell you the MO on Shotcon is not the fire within the season. <laughs> we've, unfortunately, we've asked these questions enough in the years past mm-hmm. covering this team. We've seen a lot of coaches fired. Uh, Gus Bradley was fired with two games to go in the season. So could that happen? Yes, it could happen. Uh, Maybe as a tryout for Jay Gruden, perhaps. Much like Doug Marone was given a tryout for a couple of games. Uh, They're doing that in Atlanta. Raheem Morris is basically getting a tryout now for the Atlanta Falcons. Although... I would doubt he gets the job, but who knows? I doubted Doug Marrone would get the job, uh, back a few years ago. So I don't think the MBO, and I think he said this on record, uh, Shad Khan w- w- thinks there's any benefit in firing a head coach in the middle of the season. Now, with two games to go is not the middle of the season. No. Uh, but I don't think anything is imminent as my point in that. It just, he, he's been super loyal. He said, Hey, you go see what you can do with this year. Uh, he even said just last week when they did the Lot J developments that, hey, we started three and one one year and lost nine in a row. Let's see if we can turn this thing around. So well, his patient meter is way bigger than anybody else's, um, and I don't think anything would even be close in the next couple weeks, even month, uh, for Shad Khan to make a move.
1: So, OK, let me go in this direction, though. Obviously, Shad Khan's a very intelligent man when it comes to business, right? There's a reason why he's a billionaire. There's a reason why he's got a $200 million yacht. like. The guy started from nothing, worked his way up, and now he's where he's at because he's got the business savvy. And obviously, a part of having that business savvy is people that work to you have to deliver, yeah, right? Like p- people that hold you them know, accountable. Exactly, accountability is absolute. So, with that being said, and you said it, where somewhere along the line, from the time that Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell met with Shad Khan to you know essentially say you should keep us on staff and you should keep us employed. And Shad Khan said yes. Somewhere from that time until, you know, halfway through like the, the off season where it was like, okay, something changed where it's like, Clay's Campbell, we'll see you later. AJ Boy, we'll see you later. Yeah. So then with that being said, and, and you've kind of dabbled this a little more before, but I want to, I want to get a kind of a clear angle here. What was the goal then? Like, when, when that changed, cause obviously Doug Marone's like, alright, we got Garden Minshew, like, he's a, he's a cash cow, he could be the future of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Shy Khan's like, alright, I like that. You know what? We got a lot of young guys who show a lot of promise, Shy Khan probably. Okay, I like that. Well, then something changed where it was like, winning wasn't the priority anymore. Cause you got rid of Clarence Campbell, you got rid of Boye, you got rid of Fournette, you got rid of Harris, whatever. So winning wasn't the top priority in my eyes. So then what was the goal? Like, what, what is this all for right now?
0: It's a great question. And I don't I think we've wrestled with this a little bit. I have some thoughts on what the plan was and ripped up and kind of pivoted into a different direction. I just don't know, if I'm being completely honest, because again we've raised this a bunch over time. What was the move that pivoted what they were doing? Mm -hmm. Because again, I just told the timeline is in January, Shad Khan said, We feel like we're closer to winning by keeping Doug and Dave in place Mm -hmm. and this staff. Okay. I understand. You had Foles and Minshew. Okay, I understand. Uh You're probably riding with Minshew. Right choice, I believe that is. Well, then you trade away Foles, but before that, you traded away Boye. Was Boye the move? I don't think so, because you were probably cutting it. him anyway due to salary cap. You mm-hmm. couldn't keep Calais and Boye. It didn't make sense uh, on the balance sheet. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know what the move was. I think once they were able to get something for Foles, once they were able to get something in return and didn't have to just cut Boyer, then they started shopping other guys and saying, you know what, maybe we get more draft picks now. Maybe we're going to clear a bunch more space. Mm. Maybe we're just going to ride with Minshew here. We're not going to have that double quarterback thing. Mm. Maybe this is the time to reset and try to build it back quickly. Um, And somewhere along the line, did Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone sell that? And Shad Khan bought it. And was it too late for him to pivot by then? Right? It made sense to him, the plan, because look where we're at. We're kind of stuck. Are we closer to really winning or are we closer to let's reset this thing with our age, dollars, everything else? Hmm. I I don't have an answer. I don't know. I don't know. I've tried to find the answer. I, I've asked point blank to the people there, what was the pivot point? Yeah. And you can't get a clear-cut answer. What is the pivot point of this spring? From January, we're closer to winning. We're keeping Doug and Dave, and we're going to ride this thing, to we're going to trade away Calais Campbell, A.J. Boye, try to get rid of Leonard Fournette, trade Nick Foles, uh, Ronnie y- Harrison, get everything out of there. Yannick Ngakwe, not sign. Hmm. You, you You did that, and then we all saw it. Like, I mean, we're not blind to this. We yeah. all knew. Well, they're not closer to winning. Like, we know they're not closer to winning. But somewhere along the way, they got sold. Hey, we think we can win. Shad Khan got sold that. Okay, we can do this. Let's try it. To three months later, Okay, <laughs> we ain't winning anything, well, but we might win in twenty twenty one and twenty two if we reset this
1: in a Sure, home. sure. So, like, th- this is my point, and that's the million dollar question right now: was what was the decision that changed, I guess, the course of the Jaguars' history this year from being a-, a competitive team to essentially, you know, maybe being a three or four win team? And the reason why I'm bringing this all up is because if you're Shad Khan, like I just brought up, you're a businessman, right? And right now, your product is not good on the field. The-, the the employees that you've hired are not delivering. So if you're Shad Khan, is this part of the plan right now or not? Because if
0: it's not, you think eventually a change would be coming. Well, I got one more thought on that. Another thought on that, but also a thought on did clearing out the click that didn't seem to fit. Did it work? They're not a better Like... We were like, okay, we see what
2: you're
1: doing. You're oh, trying we to get had, rid of some of the bad animals, We had right? fun that first week. We were having a petty party, man. We're saying, Ronnie oh, yeah. Harrison, we're winning over here. No, Leonard uh, Fournette. Listen, where are you I've been at? doing a show. Yannick yeah, Sorry.
0: Monday nights, we I do a show called Do All Departures, and we laugh at everybody losing and hey, not doing well. And now it's happening. Now Jan's got five sacks, and yeah. the Jags do too. Ronnie Harrison's got a pick six. Jalen Rand has got his own sneakers. Yeah. And a new contract. Yeah. got more thoughts on this we'll keep going on this topic Uh, as well Well, that's part of it you know what jacksonville football man what's what's going on in baseball (laughs) (laughs) sit on the couch everybody we're here with you this was not therapeutic (laughs) for me man this was (laughs) was a rough one
2: (laughs) more to come on
0: espn six nine i mean drew put it in there he
1: he gave me the best chance to to be able to catch the ball um and you know i just tried to focus on it tried to get it i knew it was gonna be i knew it was uh, kind of like a crunch time play, and you know, I just tried to keep focus on the on the ball. Um, try to lay hands, and, and you know, I came up with it thankfully. Uh, but I mean, that was a big catch.
0: Got it, that was an incredible catch. I'm assuming. Is it Mike Williams? No, I didn't hear no. any. let play it again for Brent. I just heard the last two seconds. Yeah, I was I like, mean, got Drew put it in there, he, he oh, gave Drew. me the best chance to, to be able to catch him um, there. yeah, there you and, go. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. To- yeah, when he said Drew, I didn't hear oh, him say I got Drew. You. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was, was an easy one. That was a heck of a catch, Oof. and so was a Mike Williams catch. And by yeah. the way, the tackle at the end it was Lattimore, I think. Right?
1: Was it Lattimore? Yeah, I'm not sure who the, who the tackle was on, with. But yeah, I mean you that was what? like the Tennessee Titans 1999. I, know. With I the hate
0: Rams. that play right, and I understand fans get mad too. Why run short of the sticks? But in that situation, I actually didn't mind the play call. Look good, like because <laughs> you've got like I thought for sure he was going to fall. How Could forward. he not? Yeah, he had, like, what, maybe
1: 30 pounds on the guy. The like 20, yes. 20, 20, yeah. 20,
0: 30 pounds, and his momentum going. It was just an incredible tackle. I know. I mean, it was really well done. Hey, Steven's hanging on the line. Let's get him in. We're going to talk more about the Jacks' coaching situation and what they should do uh, in the front office and everything else. Um, what you got, Steven? How you doing, man? Thanks for listening to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
2: Hey, not too much. How about you guys? You doing all good? Good. All right. Uh, my opinion would basically be, you know, you can't switch staff now. There's no point because you're already in the beginning of the season, midway of season. There's no point in changing because it would be a whole new thing going on. I'd wait to Black Monday. Honestly, let Caldwell, Marone, and Wash go. I mean, heck, I've told you guys I've been doing my research for next draft. I've been doing research on replacements. Who are the replacements? <laughs> Who you got? Uh, to build a successful thing i would say is uh james franklin coach out of penn state has had multiple uh digit winning seasons in a row bowl game wins uh and my defensive coordinator maybe austin knows him uh somebody that i like would be uh bud foster at a uh, patented 4-4 bear formation i think would help our defense very good and gm wise uh Kind of took me a little bit, but um, I was thinking maybe, uh, and hopefully I pronounced his name right, uh, out of Baltimore, Joe Cortez, who was an assistant GM slash scout.
0: All right. Uh, thanks, Stephen. Appreciate the call. If you want to go from Baltimore tree of scouting, that's not a bad move. No, it's a great move. <laughs> you know, it's a, it, they've been very successful. Yeah. Um, so that's not a bad one. It's interesting. I, I don't... Doesn't I mean, James Franklin doesn't I mean, do much for me. Has
1: he kind of been in
0: some trouble? Well... Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. I mean, not the Penn State trouble. I no, mean, you n- refer referring to that. No, not that. I'm talking about the other stuff. There was some stuff that popped up, but I don't know if it ever materialized. It, I think it is still kind of pending. Is the, the whole lawsuit? Gone? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we the whole hazing stuff. Yeah. I don't. I here's the thing. I mean, if you're going to go college, go grab Dabo. You know, yeah. and and potentially Dabo, Trevor, double or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. if you were going to do that, I you know, there's a it's. It's a strange thing. I don't know if I even like talking about who you get yet because the Jags haven't made a move. And I'm, nope, nobody's convinced they're going to make a move. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, I probably would if it trends this way. But it's not like the job's open. So um, I think the question is, are they getting behind? Mm-hmm. Right? Are they getting behind in the pursuit of their next GM coach if they do make a move? There's an if. So does timing matter? Yeah. Because you have Houston and you already have Atlanta. Do you think that matters? I mean, as far as making a move? Well, well, do you think you have to get in line? Like, if the Jags don't make a move until December, but they do make a move, but they haven't had. The other two teams have had two months in advance to go put all their research together. It's like we said, because we don't know what's going on right now.
1: We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, I think that it shows good faith, but I think, obviously, in terms of situation, in terms of maybe draft picks, in terms of who you have on your team. I think that's a bigger difference than when you actually can somebody to try to hire a next coordinate like a court you know, like a next coach. Because I don't think like let's say for instance Dabble. Let's say Dabble's gonna be on the market next year, right? And let's say that, well, everyone's trying to court him, you know, it's like the bachelor basically everyone's like, Oh, come over here, come over here. You think Dabble's gonna go, well, since Atlanta let like, go of oh, their head coach first, well I'm gonna go to Atlanta. Like I don't think that's
0: really a deciding factor overall. But it could help the process of figuring out who you want, though. Yeah, I see. I don't. I'm not a big believer in this. If if you – I brought the Andy Reid example, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think maybe the Jags didn't move quick enough on that, but I can't even remember the timing now because it was less than 24 hours Kansas City pounced on Andy Reid. And so I don't even know if the Jags at that time uh, had fired Malarkey. Like, I think they did. But they probably just weren't done with their coaching search. Like, they were just in the infancy of the coaching search, and so maybe they did take too long. Uh, I got to go back and look at the timetable of that one. Uh, But I don't believe that's like an end of the year thing. That's January. I don't think it matters if you fired your guy in early October or early December. Uh, These things can all be done. Research can be done, like you said, behind closed doors. And you can do that pretty quickly. There's only so many guys you're going to pick from. Uh, you know, I don't think it need three months. I I, I sure, don't think but, Houston or Atlanta will have an advantage. Say they do make a move at some point, they want a new coach, one new GM. If it happens, as long as it happens by the end of December, I don't really think there's that much of an advantage for those teams.
1: I'm just saying, last year Carolina let go of Rivera after what six games, and look who they got—probably the, the 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 best candidate possible. And they didn't have a roster that was like, Oh, I gotta get over there to Carolina. They have a quarterback.
0: Yeah, I wanna I gotta go look at the timing of that one too. But they tried to get Rule, I thought at first, didn't work out. They were about to go another direction and then they got Rule. I thought you know, Rule said he wasn't going anywhere and then I uh, again, my big thing on rule is I think they gave him seven or eight years, and when he said seven or eight years, okay, I'll jump at that. You know the security not, hey, of it. It's not your money, man. No, oh, yeah, 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 no yeah, doubt. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it, it's if you're going after the college guy, maybe earlier does make sense because those guys could become available by December. If you're mm-hmm. going after the NFL guys, a lot of the top NFL guys can't even interview until January sometime. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's a kind of a moot point until you can interview those guys. Mm. Uh, now, <laughs> Jags. I've already interviewed people in the past. I mean, they have a file already built because we've gone through this before in Jacksonville. I'm just not a believer. Like I I heard that a lot in the last week. They better jump on it. They better get moving. I'm not a big believer in that. Uh, I'm going to do this real quick in 60 seconds because we've done this before, talked about this before, but I'm going to refresh everybody's memory. When you ask, well, what changed? Like, Why did they pivot? What was the pivot part? Mm -hmm. You still cannot convince me that... Shad Khan kind of looked at his situation in December and said, I could fire marone call the other people. But look what I'm selling. Look at my house. Look at that I'm selling. I'm selling Yannick and Gakway's mad, Jalen Ramsey's stench. It still happened. Tom Coughlin, the NFL PA grievances. I've got two quarterbacks, Mitchu and Foles. I've got a lot of money against the cap. Sure, I do have a lot of draft picks, but I'm a mess. And then he said, Well, maybe these guys will win. And if they don't win Look what we have next year. More draft picks. We'll clean up some of the dollars. That a year have gone by. We won't have any more grievances. We got rid of Coughlin in that situation. Whatever happens with Jan will be over. We don't have we don't have a quarterback situation anymore after twenty twenty because either Minshew has established himself or he's not good enough. And so we can go get one the next year. I still believe that was the main motivation for these guys coming back. The worst case scenario, the Jags will be so much more attractive. This time around than they were last year And that is a fact Okay, absolutely, they're more attractive But that's not going to matter, man Because
1: I'm telling you right now Once again, we talk about Matt Rule Matt Rule was the guy that everybody wanted He goes to Carolina The worst possible situation Didn't have extra draft picks They didn't even have a quarterback at the time Who was the quarterback of the Panthers? But guess what? He had New York who he had He spent time coaching there with the Giants You had Daniel Jones You had Dwayne Haskins in Washington And you choose to go to Carolina The worst possible spot So where's courting going to get you
0: sometimes? Not with the guy that you want. Because only knows standing eight counts. We'll be back on ESPN 690.
2: If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and
0: grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.